podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Road End Podcast, where each week we will speak to a new guest, get to know them and talk all things Liverpool. Hi everyone, welcome to the Road End Podcast. I'm pleased to say today I'm joined by Abigail Rudkin. Abigail is an artist, a massive Liverpool fan and recently collaborated with the Anfield Rap. I'm good, thanks. Yeah, everything's good. Are you good? Yeah, good, thank you. Good. Um, nice Thanks. to have you on. Been a bit of a while. <laughs> Thanks for having me, honestly. I know we've had this plan for ages and then we just keep pushing it back. One of us has always got something going on. Uh, sorry about like moving everything all the time. It's me more than you. It's fine, don't worry. So let's begin with your artwork, which is obviously brilliant. I've seen plenty of your commissions and it's busy. So when did you think this is what you want to do going forward because obviously you've got the talent, but how did you know that this was like the career you wanted? Well, I was doing my A-levels in school and I picked art. Um, so that was a couple of years ago. Now I think 2018 I left, I finished my A-levels and we were picking degrees and um, I just, I was going to apply for business. Like I was literally applying for business. I had it like to the last second and I was just in the middle of an art lesson. I was thinking like, you should do what you want to do. If you're going to do a three-year degree, you should do what you love. So I ended up changing it all and rewriting my personal statements and applying for fine art everywhere. But then I changed it and ended up doing it in fine art, I hope, which I loved in the end, but the pandemic completely ruined it. So I ended up just, at the time, I didn't think, oh, I'm going to be an artist. Like, I'm going to make my job out of it. I thought, oh, I'm going to be an art teacher. So I went to Hope because it's like a teaching school. Do you know, it used yeah. to be like a teacher training. So I was like, oh, I'll go there because then it's got a good teaching course afterwards. But it changed when the pandemic kicked off, basically. COVID kicked off and everyone was stuck indoors. And I was doing like paintings for uni from home, which was literally a shit show. I had to like... Oh, it was ridiculous because I was doing it in my room at first because the office in our house is me. Well, it was my dad's. I've robbed it off him now. <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, dad, can I put my paint in your office? He was like, yeah, yeah, I didn't really use it. So then I started doing work in there. And uh, he just said to me, like, oh, why don't you paint cloth for something to do? Because it got to the point where, like, I know I was doing a full-time degree, but there was times for everyone where you just sat stuck indoors thinking, like, what am I going to do now? So I thought of bought all these new paints off Amazon and that, you know. So I ended up painting cloth anyway. Literally the most long-winded story you've ever heard. I ended up painting cloth. Put it on Twitter. I had I think I had about 120 followers, something like that. Just put it on Twitter. And I remember it getting like 50 likes. And I was like, oh my God, like <laughs> dad, people like my artwork. And then someone messaged me and was like, Oh, can I buy it off you? I ended up selling it on him and my dad's like, Oh, will you do me another one? I still haven't done him another one to this day, to be honest. I've never got around to doing him another painting. But yeah, so from there I set up an Etsy. Um, I set up an Etsy and then started selling stuff on there. But when it comes to the commissions, like, you know, our Mike, Mike Kearney, yeah. he's got, like, he had he has followers anyway. So he, like, retweeted, like, me clock one or something and was like, oh, she's doing commissions, like, book in. And he got me my first commission. So I always say to him, like, I owe you one because, um, yeah, someone who followed him ended up ordering stuff. I've never looked back. It's my job now. That's brilliant, yeah. huh? The clock one's obviously your main one. That is that the one that you look back on then because it's your first piece? Yeah, I do. But like, I look at it now and I think, oh, I'd probably change that. I'd change that more than anything. Like, I think because it was 2020, wasn't it, when I started that in about the March, May, whatever. And now it's like going into 2023 soon. So I've been doing it for like two years or so. And I can see myself getting better 
with like the portraits by like doing them myself at home then no offense to like me doing my degree or anything but like I felt like I made more progress like teaching myself at home yeah. you know than I did being in the studios especially during the pandemic and that's not like the uni's fault that's more just because we didn't have time in the studios with the lecturers and all lectures were over zoom and you know all that I feel like being stuck in the office on my own sort of like helped me just go oh try this try that change that so now when I do look back at the piece it's like oh I'd change this I'd do that I might end up doing it again one day but I think I've paint cloth too often now I think everyone's <laughs> like stop painting cloth where can everyone find your work on Etsy I'm off by Abigail R so get looking and get buying <laughs> so I see in your pin tweet there's a picture of um Adam Lalana with obviously one of your commissions that you've done he's supposed with the picture at home that must have sent everything through the roof it definitely did. I think that was like a springboard onto like other things that I did because I ended up doing the um like being in the magazine on the match day, like not long after that. And I think that was from that. But um basically his mate wanted to get him a going away present for when he was leaving Liverpool. And like he DM'd me and was like, Oh, like I have this idea. Cause I'd already painted Lalana for someone else. Um someone who does art on Twitter who loves Lalana. So I did that, I posted a picture of it, and then he messaged me like, oh, can I buy this? I was like, oh, sorry, it's already sold. Not thinking it was Alana's mate or anything. If I had known, I might have been like, Dan, I'll do you another one. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Alana's mate's asking for it for Alana. But anyway, I was like, oh, no, it's sold, sorry. And then he was like, um, can I order one? So then I went through my sizes, and he wanted a bigger size than what I did anyway. And then he explained to me how it was like Alana's going away present from him. And then he ended up, sending me pictures of Lalana holding it and it was amazing apparently he said it's like in his like garden bar like wow. above the bar so that's like like a garden bar so that's like amazing I hope he's still got it if he hasn't I'm not bothered I was just made up at the time do you know what I mean yeah, so, yeah. obviously he's pretty much won everything with us doesn't he so he's holding your work it's mad I know it's crazy you're working alongside the guys and the girls at the Anfield Rap How's this come about and um, how are you finding it so far? Um, Basically, I've been doing podcasts with Clockzone. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's, yeah. um, they do like Instagram posts and stuff like that. Um, it tends to be through StreamYard and stuff. So Ash messaged me about going on that. And then um, I was just speaking to Mike at like a family party. And he was like, oh, yeah, like watched it on clop zone all that and he does the Anfield rap doesn't he mm -hmm. so he was saying to me like oh like it'd be boss if you'd come on and all that he's like oh, i'll speak to harriet and i was just never you never i never think anything of when people say stuff like that because like obviously i trust mike but there's other people who've gone oh yeah yeah we'll, we'll get you on this we'll get you on that well like well i'll get like i've had people dm me before and be like i'm i can get this painting to virgil like when i've done it and it's never come off you know stuff like that so in the last two years my expectations of like things that'll come off of sort of like do you know what i mean i was yeah. sort of like oh yeah if you can don't worry if not over things and then um, mike was like oh no i'll speak to them and then um harriet messaged me and was like oh yeah like like i think one of them had watched me on Club Soon or something. And then they were like, oh, do you want to come on? So then I went on the podcast and did like a couple of shows with them just talking about Liverpool. And then like, I was, I think I was on a few with Mike. Sometimes me and Mike do different ones now. And then not long ago, John asked me like, oh, we were thinking if you'd do t-shirt designs for us. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was thinking like, I just have this feeling that like, I don't know, maybe it's me being dead negative that I just don't think things are going to come off. Yeah. I have this thing where I just like convince myself where I'm like, oh yeah, like 
take everything with a pinch of salt. So many things haven't come off, you know, like in the last couple of years, because people do like say, oh, I know this person, I know this person, I'll get them to do that. So I'm sort of like, but the fact that I was like there in the Amphia Rap studio and they were like, oh, we want you to do this. My brain was like, hey, yes, please, <laughs> of course. Like, so I was made up doing the paintings. I've done like one o'clock fist bumping the cop and then one which I'd, I'd already done something similar as a commission of um the crowd after Barcelona with all yeah. the players online when they sang You'll Never Walk Alone John said oh like we really love this one but like obviously I'd already sold that and all that so he was saying like you could do something similar but different and I added all like the flags to it and all like the banners and stuff which looks cool now it's funny because when I finished the last one like when I look at it on my Etsy now, I always think like, oh, I wish I'd have thrown like a couple of banners on it or something. And then when John was like, yeah, put loads of banners on it, I was made up just getting all the banners on the um paintings. But yeah, now they're available on t-shirts. I think they're on pre-order until the 29th of the month, something like that. And then they're getting shipped out. But I'm pretty sure it's like just my family group chat that are buying them because <laughs> everyone in my family chats like, has anyone bought one for Abby's granddad yet? And then someone else is like, oh no, I haven't bought one. I bought one for her other granddad. So then everyone's like, okay, I'll buy that one. I'm like, oh God, it's just going to be my family bouncing around town this Christmas just wearing like my artwork on a t-shirt. But yeah, so... That's how it come about. Really started with the podcast, and then they asked me about it. So they must have been they must have been thinking about it. So hopefully they're selling well because I'd love to do stuff like that again. You know. Yeah. I'm well. Just imagine you go to the match and you're seeing people walk around with your art on. That's what I keep thinking about. You know, because I, I I've never had anything like that. Like a lot of the like digital artists and stuff who do um their like artwork they can't they put it they can't probably get it a bit easier to put it on the t-shirts and stuff because it's like a digital image they can share but then I have to take it and like get it scanned and stuff and check that it looks okay to go on a t-shirt and I just kept thinking to myself like oh you're selling your prints and stuff like don't give yourself extra work by starting to do like shirts but then I'd walk past like other artists shirts at the match and I'd be like oh you know like how cool would it be if someone had my stuff on I also get that paranoid that one day I'm going to walk past someone wearing one and I never sold them it and it went like as if someone saved the photo and put it on a t-shirt. That's like one of my like biggest, my biggest things because I've had that before where someone tweeted a picture of a paint in a salad that I did. The location said Egypt so he was saying like he did my artwork. I literally, I was so paranoid that day. I was like, oh my God, like what if Salah notices it and thinks he did it? So then now on, I always like, take a picture holding my artwork people must think like oh my god she is so vain she's always look at her like putting her makeup on to pose with her artwork but that's literally not it I do it now because I want to prove to people because I commented after that like this is me holding it I did it not you do you know what I mean (laughs) but I probably should have just like not cared basically but yeah so I'd love to I'd love to walk past someone at the match with one on is this your family creating loads of burning accounts it probably is, honestly. It probably is. I wouldn't be surprised if it was my dad, like just no, pretending, just to like cheer me up. But yeah, I think they're still available. They're doing them two hundred of each as limited editions. I'm still selling a couple of limited edition prints of them. I think I've only done twenty of each, just because you know, like the t-shirts are the main thing. But yeah, um, yeah, like there's a couple left. I think we've got about four of the clock ones left, and then. I think I've sold about half of the other one, but I sort of expected that because it's similar to something I've already done before that a lot of people have already bought, you know, without the flags on. Yeah. So I was thinking, oh, people will be more inclined to buy the clock one because I've like, I, I've never done one like that before, really. 
Wish you all the luck with that because obviously it's a massive thing. Mm-hmm. There are they on the um? Are they going to be on the Anfield Raps page then? If you go on their Instagram, they've posted pictures of them, and then there's like a link. But if you put like the Anfield Rap in and then click on their merch, it's mm-hmm. in the limited collection section. There's a few of their in-house designers shirts, and then mine are the ones that clearly look like Peyton stuck on. You know, like the actual square of the whole Peyton. You'll know which ones when you see them from my description. But yeah, you can pre-order them now. Good luck. Thanks. <laughs> so how's the response been on social media with you being involved in them? Obviously, there's a lot of divvies online, isn't there? And there's a lot of people that just say, oh, they just want to get people online for their face or all things like that. Mm. How are you finding it? Have you had good feedback so far? I'd say when it comes to the podcast, when it came to the artwork, yeah. I always got comments like, oh, like this is shit. Or so I used to, I had about four comments once from four different people, but they had about like two followers. So part of me was like, this is probably the same person with no icon, like, you know, just comment nasty stuff. And it said, like, if a boy would have painted this, like, it'd have no likes because it's shit or something. And I remember thinking, like, oh my God, like they were trying to say that, like, my artwork only get got like, people liking it or buying prints of it because I'm a girl and I just thought that is like so strange and just to bring up my gender even when when it comes to stuff like that it like belittles the work I've put into it because yeah. it's like oh but it's like the opposite to what I'd normally expect normally it's like oh she can't do that like if a boy did it it'd be good but it was like no she's only getting attention because she's a girl so stuff like that really annoyed me and then when I started doing like the podcast and stuff, obviously you're not really meant to read the comment sections about yourself, but obviously I do because I'm just too sensitive. But at first, like I'd be going on like YouTube because I do a bit for Redmond TV as well. Most of the stuff that I do for the Amphia Rap is like audio shows. I've done like a couple of um, team talk ones, which are videoed, or I think I've done the main show once, which is videoed on YouTube. And then the Redmond ones are all videoed. Mm. So a lot of the time, they have like comment sections that I haven't properly read, but normally I'm just going on to share the link to like send it to my dad or something because my dad goes like, oh, send me the link so I can listen to you or anyone else like me mom or my granddad. So I was going on to like share a link for a Redmen TV one and then I just see a comment and I knew it was aimed at me. So then I clicked on the comment and literally four, four, five different people. I mean, it might have been about two or three, but in my brain, it was like, because people were commenting under it, like sort of agreeing or disagreeing with them. It was, they were saying that all I ever say is, do you know what I mean? After everything that I say. And some, and I, someone put like, she's annoying. Do you know what I mean? Even, um, do you know what I mean? And like kept putting it in one sentence. And my brain was like, I was sat there because I'd left him. Um, I've been dead insecure doing the podcast and stuff, talking about football because I've been to the match in the past with like, my dad and his mates or you know whatever and I remember a couple of years ago someone saying to me like oh which player is it that you fancy and I was like what do you mean and they were like who is it that you fancy why have you come to the match with your dad like is it they said like oh is it Trent do you love Trent and then they were like oh I used to love David Beckham or something I had a man crush on him they were like hey, do you fancy David Beckham I was sat there like oh my god like and I went no, none of them. And then just turned to my dad and like had a proper intellectual conversation about the sport. <laughs> so like the man was looking at me a bit like, oh my God. Like, but I, I remember at the time just feeling about that big, like yeah. tiny, because someone thought like the only reason I go to the game was because like I must fancy one of the players. And I was just thinking like, oh my God. So social media is that, but like 
personified. So when I went on the Redmen TV comments and I seen all that, I was like, oh my God, like felt dead insecure. Like none of them mentioned the fact that I was a girl. They just mentioned the fact that I was annoying. So that's actually, that's actually fair enough. Social media is, it's the best thing for like me promoting my artwork and now I get to like be an artist and that's my job full time. Like I can work from home and like interact with great people who love me work and people send me photos or like, walls full of me stuff and that's just the best feeling ever and you make mates on there with people you know someone could buy something off me and then we have a conversation about the football and then it's like oh you know like this is great and then on the other side of it it's like horrible people who just decide to like bring you down do you know what i mean yeah it has its ups and downs without without twitter and instagram and things like that this this podcast would just be me asking a few of my mates to come on (laughs) that's the thing like social media is a place for you to like promote yourself and put yourself out there and like meet great people who like the same things as you like I've met loads of artists on there who do similar things as me like Claire and Callie and all different people like that and then obviously like other people who do podcasts and stuff and it's all it's all that exciting but then I'll open me DMs and like I'll have like the weirdest messages ever it can be from like go die to like oh um show me your boobs and you're like oh my god like I can't open my messages because it's just full of the strangest things ever like but then at the same time I'm trying to find people who want to do commissions and they were actually genuine nice people so I'm trying to scroll through so it's not like I can't look there's someone who's like hi like I'm just inquiring like how much would this be or whatever and then like under it it's like you are an obed or something and it's like oh it is a strange place I've had like two negative comments on Instagram and it weren't even about me work. Like I shared I shared something and someone had like the I think Hendo might have had like the rainbow armband on and that's like prevalent today with yeah. um the way the World Cup the conversation about whether they're gonna wear them or not. And someone commented like, Oh my god, like you don't support this, do you? And I was literally like, Oh my god, I can't believe people like this still exist. Like it baffles me that people still have those horrible opinions. So I just blocked them and that was it for Instagram, but whereas on Twitter you see that stuff all day do you know what I mean so yeah. yeah it's just a balancing act but I'm sure you get that as well with doing your podcasts and stuff everyone's opinion's different and it's my podcast so it's my rules um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on to Liverpool then mm-hmm. you mentioned briefly then what people have been like at the game and things like that but mm-hmm. as a fan what does it mean to you everything really it I, do you know what I said the other day when I was talking to um John and stuff at the Anfield Rap, I said, like, what do people think about when they're not thinking about football? Like, I don't get, you know, like, people who don't like the sport, like, I'll be with people who, like, family and friends, and, like, I just wonder, like, what are you thinking about all day? Because all I'm thinking about is, like, after the World Cup and, like, what games have we got and, like, when am I next going to the game and, you know, all things like that. Or I'm even thinking about, like, oh, Am I going to be, like, successful in this ballot for the match? Like, how's this player getting on who got to the World Cup? Like, my brain is just football all the time. So, like, it means everything and built my relationship with my dad. Like, I feel like people are probably sick of me saying this, but, like, I don't think me and my dad... My dad probably would think we'd be as close, but I don't think we'd be as close if I wasn't into the football because we spend time together to watch it, to go to the matches, to talk about it. Like, I, like, go to more of his things with his friends now. I know what I'm talking about because when I was younger, I used to just sit. When I was about eight, my dad would take me the match, but all I cared about was like me hot chocolate at half half time. And if someone missed the shot, I absolutely hated them. And I'd be like to my dad, like, I hate him. 
my dad be like, you don't hate anyone, like trying to teach you all the songs. And then about when I was about 11, dad cancelled Sky TV and um, he started going to the pub and I was gutted because none of the kids' channels were there anymore. So I was like, oh, I'll come to the pub. But yeah, and he was watching the footy in the pub. So and then I was like getting into it with him. So I think it might have been. It must have been when we were really shit as well. So I was so I remember saying to my dad, we were like tenth in the table once. I was like, so can we win it if everyone just loses all their games? And my dad was just like, Abigail, no, like that's not how it works. So then eventually, as I started to get to like twelve, teenager, further on, like I got into it more and more. Spent loads of time with me dad. Like my mum's not really into the football. If Liverpool are playing, she watches it. But if no one else, if it's anyone else, she's not bothered. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like me and my dad will sit there and watch like. Fulham versus Forest just because it's football or even like put soccer AM on or whatever. That's why it just means everything now because I just think if I if I never would have gone into the football, like my dad always says to me, like I wonder what you'd be doing because what would I be painting? What would I be like? What would be like my focus? Would I have ended up doing something else? So it's crazy because it sort of led to like my job, the friends that I have, my interests, who I've met along the way. Yeah. You know, it sort of does boost your mood, but it shows you how miserable it makes you when you, when any time we lose, I'm like, why did you get me into football when I was little? Like, you could have left me alone. And now, but now when we've won everything recently, it's all been worth it. So, yeah. So, after the World Cup then, how do you see the rest of the season? Because I'm open. there's been a few passengers in the last month or two that mm. they just come back and they're ready to go again. Because obviously, as much as people say they haven't, They've had to have one eye on the World Cup, being fit, wanting to play. So hopefully the likes of Van Dijk, Fabinho, you know, they get back to the best mm. after it. It depends on, like, how the World Cup goes with injuries and stuff like that. Like, sit down, cover yourself in bubble wrap. So with the whole World Cup thing, I'm just hoping no one plays a single minute. But obviously Virgil's going to play and all that, and Alisson will probably play. So I'm just... I'm just hoping they come back like better. Plus, we're sixth in the table, which isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like a couple of weeks ago, I was looking at us eleventh, and now I'm sort of thinking this looks more positive. You're going for top four, you're sick. That's not the end of the world. Chelsea are below us now, which feels a little bit better. It's just sad to think that we are going for top four now. It doesn't feel like we're going for for the title, which is a shame because the way last season ended, I was at the match with my dad. And just standing there, and you know, the way Matip was saying, like, what's the score in the other game? Like, it just proper broke my heart and, like, knocked me sick. Me and my dad walking home from the match, even though we won, we didn't win. Felt shit, and then we don't win in Paris and everything else that goes along with Paris. So this season, just, I don't know, a part of me feels like everyone's knackered, maybe. I, I keep saying, like, if we'd have won everything and, like, completed it, like, completed it, mate, do you know what I mean? Won all four trophies, everyone would be like, oh, let the Liverpool players have a pass this season. They'll yeah. all be knackered. They've all thrown their body at last season, won everything, played every game. You've got to like give them a bit of leeway on that. But we still played the same amount of games. Just because we didn't hold the two big shiny trophies at the end of it doesn't mean that they're still like not knackered and not feeling miserable about the fact. If anything, that probably makes it worse. I'm hoping a good Champions League run. That first Napoli game was completely ridiculous and made me think everything's going to shit and not good's ever going to happen. But then we still we still finish with it. I think it was 15 points. I'm, I'm still feeling positive about the Champions League. I feel like I'm not out competition from now on. Like I feel like we'll be fine. I'm hoping a good Champions League run. Maybe have a good run in a couple of the trophies. Let's just get three out of four. I can't see us getting the Premier League, but I'll take the other three. I'd be happy. It's a bit of a, I mean, what you're saying before about the, the season being a write-off, well, 
you know, it could have been a write-off. It, it's probably not going to be. We're probably going to be sat here in May, June, thinking, you know what, considering the start we had, okay, we'd, have, mm. we'd have took your hands off. Um, exactly. But it does feel a bit tra- like a transition as well. It feels like this player's either getting a bit past the sell-by date or it kind of feels like there's players that are coming into their own, such as Elliot, which for me, mm. the criticism he's had this season has been absolutely ridiculous. Elliot has literally been top three best players for us this season. No. He's the only one who's actually looked arsed in every single game. There's not been one game where I've gone, he looks lazy, he looks like he's not trying, but I can say that there's been a game for every single one of the rest of them yeah. where it doesn't look like he gives a shit, whereas Elliot has, so the criticism does me head in. We asked our guests to choose their ultimate five-a-side team who they've seen live playing for Liverpool. Let's find out what they said. I want oh. you to finish with your five-a-side team that you got told to revise, but you never. Just, so. just to <laughs> say, we planned this months ago. You said to me, oh, get your five-a-side team ready. I was like, oh, yeah. And then we cancelled. And then we like rescheduled and then we cancelled again. And eventually I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm doing a podcast with Tom. So I was like, oh, come on. Completely forgot that you asked me to do that. So when it comes to my five side, I'm going to be dead. I'm going to have proper recent, recency bias. I'm going to be proper biased to now. And I'll just go play everyone from our team now, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, that's that's so all lazy. That is literally my laziness because I can't think. And then just stick Stevie G in there. And that's basically <laughs> my... That's basically... That's basically all I can come up with on the spot. So, you know, obviously Van Dyke, Salah, you'd have to throw Salah in there. So Van Dyke, St- Salah, Stevie G. God. So you uh, need to keep her? Well, obviously, Alison, obviously. <laughs> I'm going to go for Alison. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know. You've got I- Alison, Van Dyke, Gerard, Alison, Salah. Van Dyke, Gerard, Salah. Mm, I don't know. I don't know who to go for though because I'm trying to make my team not look proper shit to the point where I've just thrown all the like the all like the recent ones in. Well, Bar and Gerard. Mm. There's only one player I've seen in a Liverpool shirt that's probably the best I've ever seen. So I don't know how you're missing that one yet. Do you know what? I I, I was sort of torn in my brain before, but like a little bit like Suarez and Torres as yeah. well. There you go. Do you know what I mean? But <laughs> it depends who you prefer though. Everyone has a preference. I think who's yours. Mine's Suarez, and I love, I love Torres, but I just think every time Suarez hit the ball or every time he done something, it just, I don't there know. There was something about Torres and Gerard, though, do you know what I mean? I'm acting yeah. like this five-a-side, really. <laughs> it's really <laughs> happening, and I need, Torres, I need Torres with Gerard. No, go on, I'll throw Suarez in there as well. You got into football when Roy Hodgson was the manager, so fucking God so, help you. Do you know what I mean? That's pro- that is probably exactly why. I pick all the t- all the players now because we were so bad when I first got into football. For any little girl listening, what advice do you give to them or how should they feel comfortable in a football match? I'd say just love the sport. Like, why not love it? Don't ever feel like just because you're a girl that like you don't you don't know as much because that's that's something that I've always got is oh oh what do you know? Like you're a girl. Like I remember I go on nights out, right? And People say to me, like, oh, you're, you like the fussy, don't you? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, name five Liverpool players. And I'm like, how stupid, like, how stupid do, do you think I am? Like, how can I say I like football and then not name five players of my own team? Do you know what I mean? Like, but people think that I, I actually don't know things like that. So I just, it's, it's hard to explain. But 
I just say that you need to just ignore anyone who's negative towards you or misogynistic or whatever, because why not just love the sport? It doesn't matter whether you're a girl or not. Thanks very much today for your time, oh, first of all. You. Good luck with everything you're doing as well, because the work oh, that you're doing, not only on your art, but raising the profile for women and girls in the game is, is brilliant, so just keep it up. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much for having me on, by the way. You had, like, actually amazing guests on recently, and I was like, oh, Betty doesn't want me on it anymore. I was like, what's the point of having me on when he's had all these A-listers? See you later. Bye. Thanks to everyone for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to follow our social media, twitter.com slash theroadendpod, and also our Instagram page, instagram.com forward slash theroadendpod.com.